Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Commute Christmas Special. This is still a podcast that explores the roads taken and the lessons learned from the best and brightest in marketing today. However, in this episode, we're going a little off script and indulging in a review of the biggest global brand Christmas ads for 2019. Yeah, if they're some of the best ads, yeah, at least some of the biggest, does that make us the brightest? I hope so. Yeah, me too. (laughs) All right, I'm Mike Boyd, and joining me on this festive commute are Andrew Baxter, Senior Advisor at KPMG Australia. Hi, Mike. Professor Vince Mitchell, Professor of Marketing at the University of Sydney Business School. Hello. Carmen Becker, Partner at KPMG Australia and Leader of their CMO Advisory Practice. Hello. And also joining us is our producer, Madison Lunds, Media and Marketing Student from the University of Sydney. Thanks for having me. All right, it's that time of year again. The battle of all the Christmas ads has been well underway and brands will stop at nothing to win your heart and most importantly, your share of wallet. In this episode, we'll be taking a bit of a different route and unpacking some of the biggest Christmas ads of 2019. All right, let's get this sleigh underway. So for our listeners at home who don't know, this is the first time that John Lewis has um, partnered with Waitrose in one of their iconic Christmas ads, which really have become something of a cultural phenomenon in um, sort of the Christmas marketing world. Essentially, it features a young girl and her friend who is a dragon who cannot stop himself spurting fire, disrupting all the Christmas fun and melting snowman, burning down the Christmas tree. The story has a happy ending when Edgar uses his fiery breath to light the Christmas pudding for the village feast. I'm just looking at the the combination of fire and children. Yeah, you wouldn't think that yet yet was going to work, right? But but it 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 does, and one of the reasons it does is obviously yet yeah, none of the children were hurt in the making of the, yeah, this advert. But <laughs> but but also I think what I'm really astounded at is that yeah this is a, a devastating creature who's wreaking havoc on a town, and the townsfolk are, are really very tolerant. They're really very accepting. Yeah yeah they're yeah they're really yeah quite at the end heartwarming kind of bringing them in once this, this dragon has found their place in the Christmas yeah, yeah, fair. And so I think this, this is an, uh, an ad about tolerance. I was just about to say that the dragon arguably represents lots of different things in people's lives. Well, it's, it's, it's the drunken aunt or drunken uncle at Correct. Christmas. Yeah, it's the, the annoying kind of children. Thing, yeah, it's yeah, the annoying yeah. children. It's, yeah, 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 yeah quite. But I think also that it's just, at the end of the day, it's a bit like the Penguin one originally, which was, I think, the 2013 or 2014 campaign. I mean, that, that, that kid's imagination at Christmas, and I think that's what it really taps into, that whole inspiration piece and, and, and kids getting excited and, and the giving and, uh, and receiving of presents. I think, you know, it does a great job of doing all those things. Yeah, and I think John Lewis changed their strategy a number of years ago to rather than just showing the products that you can buy in the store at Christmas, they decided to represent Christmas as a whole and that um, gift of giving and the way you feel when you receive a gift and the way you feel when you give a gift. Mm. And they wanted to own that space. And we had the Elton John ad last year and um, the boy with the um, the swing, remember that one with the box and the guy on the swing? So they've, they've had a gorgeous um, campaign going on throughout the years. 
I mean, this year combining with Waitrose is interesting. Obviously, they're they're one company, so it's it's a good idea, and they've got a philosophy about giving, whether it's food or presents. So I think that works for mm. them. It does. I think that whole long term versus short term piece comes into this too, just as you were saying, Carmen. That you know, I think for for many years, John Lewis fell into the trap that many department stores fell into, which was just to do price an item. You know, it was 10% off this today and 20% off that tomorrow as we led into Christmas. And they really backed back and said, well, how can we become the destination for Christmas or for an inspiring Christmas and and really spent their money on brand. And and it really paid off. I mean, the ROI of that original campaign from memory is like eight pounds to one pounds in terms of profit wow. um, versus spend. So yeah, it was it was a brave call to to back away from what everyone else was doing, which was really about that short term, day by day leading into Christmas, uh, and and really concentrate on brand and long term. And if you look on social, what they do, it, the anticipation. So post um, post uh, October, so as soon as we have Guy Fawkes Night gone mm-hmm. um, in the UK, you're then straight into Christmas, and Christmas goes large very quickly. And in the UK, compared to Australia, you see a lot of money invested over that time period. I worked on a retailer in the UK and they would do 75% of their annual revenue in those two months before Christmas. Before Christmas, wow. Yeah, just those two months, November, December, that was the majority of the revenue. So if you didn't have the weight in media, Mm. um, you weren't competing. Yeah, and these advertisements now really do particularly in the UK, herald very much that start of Christmas. And that starts a long way back, as you say, where you're almost talking late October, early November. That's Absolutely. a long, that's a long yeah. lead in. Yeah, I once worked with, with a client who said, uh, let's just go before everyone else. And it worked. It really worked for them that year. They went a week before everybody else and they right. got that early payday. And that was enough. A week was enough yep. for them to get, wow. Yeah, absolutely. But to Andrew's point about uh, the brand and this emotional engagement yeah, versus mm. the, the price and the quality angle, according to System One Data, and they're a company who actually test emotional response to, to ads, this is their highest scoring yeah, ad yeah, since 2014. So um, that just confirms that their they're testing, System One's testing, you, you really uh, is giving you know, people you know, a different kind of Christmas experience. Mm. And I mean, if, if you can't make people feel emotion at Christmas, when can you, right? And I think that's why some of the Christmas ads are eagerly anticipated, because people know they're going to be emotionally mm. moved. And the question is, by whom and what and how much. Yes. Yeah, and and that's worth waiting for. Yeah, and they're all, I mean, you know, this one's two and a half minutes. The next one that's coming up from Sainsbury, I think, is a minute, minute and a half. So they're, they're taking their time and a real journey in that emotional pull for, for their brands. I also think that this ad sort of needs to be viewed within the context of a really fragile offline retail environment. You know, everyone is focused on online sales, online shopping. John and Lewis is obviously a very big department store, so is Waitrose with um, groceries, and they're just trying to connect with the customer in an environment that is sort of against them in a way. I mean, they have had their worst financial performance uh, this year. Sales fell by 2%, so there's obviously a lot riding on Christmas. It's a time for spending, so these ads are very important to those brands. Yeah, and I think in a time in the UK now, you've got Brexit and the election. Um, it's a time when in uncertainty, people cling to idealised uh, human state. So they cling to things like uh, love, friendship, 
attention and I think this ad brings a lot of those things to the fore. So watching something like this makes you feel something, which is fantastic. All right, so the next ad we're looking at is from Sainsbury's for 2019 titled Nicholas the Sweep. Like all great stories, this one starts at the beginning. Come on, you maggots! Move it! So the story opens around the first ever Sainsbury store back in 1869 where John James and Marianne Sainsbury showcase their finest produce. Um, the ad follows the story of an orphan, Nicholas, who is wrongly accused of stealing a clementine from the Sainsbury store. Gotcha! Ho, ho, ho. Nicholas the sweep, eh? After suffering further trials and tribulations, he turns out to be the child who will one day become Father Christmas. But, miss, I can't pay for these. You can't do something special for someone at Christmas, then, can you? Miss, there's something I need to do. I love the um, yeah, the tagline. Yeah, you know, if you can't do something special for someone at Christmas, then can you? It's at a time uh, when you know the world is so yeah, divided, and, and the UK yeah, is is so divided. You yeah, to prick people's social conscience yeah, as individuals and in society. I think it is a, a great insight. Yeah, I think yeah the other yeah theme that it takes yeah there is you never know who you're being nice to, so be nice to everyone. Yes. Right, which I think is a very nice twist and surprise mm. to the story. I, I like the fact that you know this is extremely expensive production, mm. yeah, kind of quality to to get that yeah, realistic feel. I mean, when he was in the cold, the North Pole, I felt a little bit kind of shivery. <laughs> right, they'd really you brought yeah. that to life. So um, I think this is uh, a wonderful Christmas ad yeah, for their hundred and fiftieth anniversary. I love the hark back to tradition, you know, the clementine in the stocking, mm. uh, the depiction of an Oliver Twist type child, uh, going back to the very first store they opened. It really, at a time of insecurity, shows the roots and how Sainsbury's has always been there for um, their customer and for the people of Britain. And then that brand history point, there aren't that many brands that can claim to have been around for 150 Christmases. Mm. Yeah, so to be able to bring that alive in historical kind of context that most people are familiar with through movies and other kind of things, and yet still make it relevant to you today, that marries brand heritage yeah, yeah, with a, a modern tale mm. of togetherness and caring yep. yeah, in a, a very nice way. I think it's really interesting if you compare the Sainsbury ad here, which is very story-driven, emotionally driven, to something like Coles or Woolworths in Australia, which is very product and price-driven. It's interesting to see the different ways that um, supermarkets are approaching selling Christmas. You know what I mean? What do you guys think about that? I, I agree. I think you know this ad's very empathetic and approachable, and you know I think you, you get that sense of trust from a brand like this, which um, you probably wouldn't expect at, at, at this time of the year at Christmas time. And obviously, as we've known, particularly in Australia in the last 12 months, you know, trust is a is an ever more important thing for companies to, to get their heads around and make sure they do it. So I think, you know, that this really does talk to that, that empathy with customers and understanding, you know, where people's mindsets are emotionally. All right, number three on the list is from Apple, titled The Surprise. Get off my side. No. Guys, it doesn't matter what side you're on. I'm not touching you. You're so annoying. Get off me. Hey, girls, please, can you come on? Here, just watch something or play a game. So the ad follows a family who travel with their young daughters to their grandparents' house for the holidays. 
Like many families, the parents hand them an iPad when their daughters start bickering and getting up to mischief. And there is the implication that um, their grandfather, who they are visiting, has recently has been struggling with the loss of his wife. Mummy, yes. is Grandpa still sad? Yes, honey. Keep busy and don't annoy Grandpa. And there is a really interesting surprise twist, um, which results in sort of creativity through the use of an iPad. My least favourite in the list. Why is that? I just, I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to come out and throw that one. It took a long time for this ad to get to the benefit piece. There was a lot of the squabbling and the kids and here, here's an iPad, quieting down, and da-da-da, which we can all relate, anyone with children can all relate to, but it just, it took a long time to get to the, to the aha moment at the end when the girls and their creativity and so forth. So for me, this was, um, this was, this was probably bottom of the list. Yeah, I, I actually loved this one because I thought it was very real and very true to the audience and ha- contains some very strong insight into how families live, um, the loss that people feel at a time like Christmas when loved ones are not there. So I thought those themes were strong mm. and it was handled beautifully through um, the directing and the casting was done so well that I, it, I don't know anyone that hasn't cried at the end of that ad yet what it still did was come back to what Apple stands for which is the ability to create through the technology that they create that you can use so I felt like the story went around in a way that made me feel quite content and I, I fell in love with the brand all over again seeing this wow I, I think the storytelling was really good because the first 30 seconds you're thinking, oh, here we go. That's just a pretty typical thing where parents are giving some a kid an iPad just to shut them up and that's not great in today's world. And then and then it really built up and and, and turned the whole thing around and, and how intu- uh, you know, intuitive and curious kids are and, and what, what they can do. And, uh, and I think, yeah, the, the emotional tie-off at the end um, uh, with, the, with the grandfather was, uh, was really nicely done. I agree with what Carmen said. Um, Christmas ads are often very glamorized and romanticized. So I think this really is, as you said, bringing the reality back to everyone's Christmas. I mean, it's dealing with themes such as stress and the frustrations of travel, maybe the difficulties of being with family at this time of year. And it's not really something you'd expect to be associated with a brand in a commercial. They would more likely to be wanting to align themselves with sort of more exciting themes. And I wonder if the fact that they've brought to life that terrible thing that parents do where they go, please be quiet, here's the iPad, which you feel mm. a bit guilty about as a parent. I wonder if by bringing that to life, they've actually you know, exposed a negative but turned it into a positive. So maybe that was a deliberate strategy on their part. Which I just couldn't get over. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the the, the normal yeah, family life aspects yeah, of it too, highly relatable. And But I also like that insight of at Christmas, yeah, it is one time where most families get together mm. and it's most obvious if one member isn't there. And mm. that's either because yeah, you know, you're travelling overseas and kind of, you, you better have a really good excuse yeah, for not being around mm. at Christmas. And, yeah. and being dead is one of the best excuses mm. ever. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> 
<laughs> but 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 actually, it's it's hugely poignant for the whole family. Yeah. That yeah. missing place at the table. Yeah, and 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 you're right, Carmen. They they did treat that yeah, quite nicely. Mm. Yeah, and then then the surprise at the end, having having done the product placement throughout. Yes. What if it was quite a contextual kind of way, hmm. albeit annoying and guilt-inducing and kind of ever. Yeah, but but then to to yeah add that element of creativity, which which brought it to a an emotional kind of climax, and it all worked out in the end. Yeah, I thought, okay, well, yeah, I can believe that. Can that probably happen, right? Mm. Mm. And it's interesting comparing it to, say, um, the other two that we've seen. The protagonist in this story is really, I guess, the the product. You know, the product is the the mm. thing that carry that is carried through the whole story. In the other two, the protagonist was Mrs. Sainsbury or Edgar, and it's interesting the way that you see the conclusion when the protagonist is represented differently. Mm, mm. And I like that they put the product at the centre of the narrative, but in a really effective way where you don't feel like that product is being, or maybe some people do, but you don't feel like that product is being pushed down your throat, mm. and maybe until the very end. And, and, and Apple does that. They, they have a real um, oscillation in, in, in all of their communication around it. It's always you know, present. The product is always present there. But in this case, I think they did do a good job of making it present without it being overtly. But I think it was also a you know minute, minute and a half ad. So again, they had a long runway, so to speak, to get the product benefit across. Mm. So number four on the list from Aldi Australia, the Miracle Ham. I don't think I need to say too much about this one. Essentially, it's about a ham that keeps on growing, never ends. You can slice it forever. A gift that keeps on giving. Well, of course I like this one because I'm the chair of Australian pork of one of my other roles. Um, But it's, look, you know, I think it was a, you know, again, it was a a very uh, insightful ad about, you know, the ham tends to stick around in your fridge for you know for days and weeks afterwards, and it becomes that little uh, little snack for lunch or you know a good old ham sandwich the following day. It just evokes those sorts of memories. I think it also uh, was interesting. It channeled back to the days of the Carlton Draft big ad and the VB, um, you know, betting above your average type um, ad. I thought in terms of its style and and, and largesse. I completely agree. It was it, it was a lot of there's a lot going on in the ad and I thought that was fantastic and it captured the Australian summer Christmas persona really really well I thought um, and you know and, and and blended it brilliantly and Audi is a brand that doesn't take itself too seriously and mm. it's a fun brand and it's a place where you can compare everyday brands with the Aldi brands that they offer. So it's an amazing store and it's an amazing way to bring it to life, you know, being irreverent, using humour. It's it's interesting and it's different, so it stands out. And it was good. The soundtrack was good. Like, it, there were, there were, as I said before, there was a lot going on, but it actually really got you... You know, it, it, I, for me, it emotionally pulled me right into it and said, yeah, that's an Australian Christmas, how unreal. And I feel like the never-ending ham sort of works as a metaphor on one side, sort of talking to the value that you get from Aldi. It, it's sort of known for being a price-sensitive sort of place. And then also, on the other hand, the emotional message of the generosity of Christmas, bringing families together, bringing people together and that inclusivity um, during this time. I was in an Aldi on the weekend and it was rammed like absolutely packed and people were stocking up on Christmas type goods that they can buy, you know, a few weeks in advance, yeah. the biscuits and dry goods, etc. It was extraordinary. 
well, what that is, you know, the more the merrier. Yeah, right. There were mm. more people in the store. Yeah, there's more harm to make more yeah, merry kind of people. So it's it's fitting with their general yeah, kind of theme. I like the way that the the story builds and piques your curiosity. It's like, oh, what's going on here then, right? What's this? What's this ham thing? Well, yeah, how's this going to play out? What I didn't like, yeah, yeah, was that it didn't explain that in any any way. In fact, yeah, the ending was quite curious. They tried to give it away and throw it away, and it came back. So that was kind of spooky for me. <laughs> yeah, it was like the phantom ham that you can never get rid of, which I thought was a, an extension probably too far. So I didn't like the ending. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the Audi UK ad, which is very, very different to the Australia ad. I think it's an animated um, story about Kevin the Carrot, who's a recurring character for the brand. And it's sort of a greatest showman style musical number. It's interesting Um. to sort of see cultural differences and the way the same brand is approaching Christmas in different countries. I wonder, could they have just run Kevin the Carrot here, saved themselves a a bit of production money. Would that have worked, I wonder, in this market? I mean, I know one is summer, so we've got a summer execution, but... But Aldi, from the get-go of, you know, their, their ads have always been voiced by Australians. In my opinion, there's been nothing that's made the brand feel international or not feel domestic. Mm-hmm. And I think they've just carried that right through to a big production like this for Christmas. Although yeah, the Christmas ad you're talking about is fantastic. It's, you, mm. you know, the most amazing show on earth. Yeah, yeah. And, and the carrot's voiceover is Robbie Williams. Yeah, and the, the tune is Let Me Entertain You. Yeah. yeah and, and what right. they put on, this, this animated, <laughs> yeah, a, a, a fantastical, yeah, animated Christmas feast with lots of uh, Aldi products. But what's, I think what's really special about it is it, it takes you in to get that world. And, of course, yeah, for whether it's mums, mainly mums, yeah, Christmas is a show that people put on mm. day after day. Yes. So that let me entertain you theme is highly resonant with people at this time. So I really love the UK, yeah, I must say. Okay, so the last one in the list is uh, from Facebook. It's the Facebook group's Mama Claus ad. Hey, babe. Sergeant, say hi to your mom. Hi, mom. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Good. How was soccer? Uh, soccer was good. It was fun. Did you get the lights up yet? The lights are on the list. They're on the list. Well, I can call you later. So this ad is about a deployed soldier, a mother of a family who's not going to be able to spend Christmas with them. She posts in the Military Mama Facebook group and um, rallies a bunch of mums to sort of help uh, set up the family home and prepare her family for the holidays. I think I know. <laughs> Merry Christmas, honey. Merry Christmas. What do we think? Uh, look, for, for me, it was interesting. I mean, aside from the Christmas thing, I think it was a reminder of Facebook groups and the power of, of those. So I think, you know, there's an underlying core product reminder in there that um, yeah, for those that aren't using Facebook groups all the time, it uh, was a pretty, pretty good explanation of, uh, of the power of that. And that's a big thing, I suspect, at Christmas. You know, Facebook groups and communities online and so forth are going to probably be strongest and people probably join groups at this time of year as they as they um, go about sort of their, their lives and moving about and catching up with family and so forth. So it's a, it was timely from that point of view, but um, the, the, the way that they've executed it along the, the heartstrings of the military in the US was obviously a strategic ploy for them. Yeah, and I think the... 
the fact that it harks back to the more together uh, campaign that's been set up, it, it is another pillar in that campaign. So it does add to it. I'm glad they didn't run it here or a version of that here because I think Australians are a bit more sceptical about those sorts of demonstrations of um, extraordinary groups of people coming together in an exceptional situation because it, it really felt a little bit contrived to me, the, the scenario. So I think maybe in America where military has a different um, Correct. point of view or there's yep. a different there's a different commentary around it right now when you look at the press in America around military than there is here. Yep. So I wonder if it would work here. And, and I wonder how long it took them from a research point of view to arrive that that's what we're, we're trying to produce this physical benefit of Facebook groups. But I wonder how many, how long it took them to get to actually, to Carmen's point, it's the military that we can actually do this with and not make it feel creepy. Mm. Yeah, and which of the groups they discounted, right? Of, of all of the groups that they could have yes. worked with at Christmas, they, cho- they chose that one. I quite liked you know, the, the idea that they made real, because the, the Facebook group of military mums, and I don't know this for, sh- yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, is probably unlikely to come in and create Christmas for you. Yeah, but as a support group, all mm. those thoughts and kind of oh well, perhaps you could do this, or you could do that. Yeah, yeah. What they did is they 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 in the end make that real. So mm. that support, which is either emotional or practical suggestions, they made real so that yeah, it helped that person deal. And indeed, some of those suggestions you yeah, could have translated to some your yeah, minor yeah, your benefits yet yeah, for that family at Christmas. I, I, I guess it's it's back to this yeah, missing person thing at Christmas. Mm. That that theme of Christmas is a time when it's very obvious who's not there. Yeah, and 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 so as an excuse, apart from being dead, yeah, yeah, being service in the military to your yeah. country is a really good that that very few yeah your people would question, right? So so if you were looking at oh if you're going to take a theme of missing and the group's going to help be missing, yeah, yeah, then yeah, then which group is going to give you the most permission to be absent that's going to elicit a, you know, the biggest emotional response for why that person is absent, then actually service to your country is probably one of them. That's absolutely. right. It's the greater cause thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I did like the way the group came together because that is a very realistic depiction of what happens in Facebook groups, yeah. whether it's your local neighbourhood or your local school, whatever that group is, if you put the call out, people do respond. And Facebook is the, the conduit of that and the, and, and the enabler of that. So I thought that was very clever to have their product front and centre with being the enabler of a togetherness story. And I, 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 loved, I loved the ending. Yeah, yeah that woman on the, <laughs> with mm. the snow at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making it snow. And she's got such a, a, a kind of funny jolly kind of jolly look on her face. Yeah, that's her, that's her only job, right? You're the fake snowmaker. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be an episode of the Marketing Commute without Mitchell's Marketing Minute. So the reason I like Christmas time is not just because yeah, 75% of retailers' yeah, profits yeah, come from yeah, that type and it's a great time yeah, 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 to showcase marketing adverts. It's about the fact that I think Christmas yeah, allows individuals to adopt the marketing concept. So the marketing concept is all about yeah, you're satisfying people's needs. And actually, yeah, gift giving is one of yeah, the, the most personal incarnations yeah, of the marketing concept. When you're thinking about what's your need at Christmas, I'm going to buy you something yeah, and I'm going to see the delight on your face. 
So, so that's the reason that I really like Christmas, because it encapsulates the marketing concept in our individual personal lives. So on that yeah, no, I'm going to wish everyone the best of marketing success with your Christmas gifts and happy holidays. Okay, well, that's it for this Christmas special of the Marketing Commute. Thanks to our panel this week, uh, Professor Vince Mitchell from the University of Sydney Business School, to Carmen and Andrew from KPMG, to our producers, Boyd Britton and special guest, Madison Lunds, the studios here at the University of Sydney Business School, and finally, to KPMG's customer brand and marketing advisory team. You can find The Marketing Commute in all good podcast networks and you can read more detailed show notes and links from each episode as well as information about our guests and presenters at themarketingcommute.com. I'm Mike Boyd. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you at the next stop on The Marketing Commute. Wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas. You have reached your destination.